Welcome to the Doggy Dan Podcast Show, helping you unleash the greatness within your dog. Hello and welcome everybody, I'm Doggy Dan from the online dogtrainer.com video website. Thanks ever so much for tuning into this podcast show number 10, which is all about dogs who are just way too excited to walk. So these are dogs who when you pick up that lead or they even sense that there might be a small chance of going for a walk, they start to go absolutely loop the loop. So inside this show, we're going to have a look at Basically, well, the dream scenario, what we're trying to achieve, and then the typical scenario, the sort of dogs that I'm talking about, and the sort of nightmare scenarios that people end up in. Then we're going to have a look at this very special technique, this special approach, and um, and how you, first of all, almost have to do the opposite of what you'd actually think. What I usually teach is A, and what I'm going to suggest with this technique for these specific sort of dogs is B. It's quite interesting, and um, and then how you sort of apply that Um, when you're going for your next walk, and how the whole thing sort of fits together, and what's going on in your dog's brain. It's really quite fascinating. It's so simple. I'm going to throw in a whole load of uh, little tips as well, and you're going to have a totally different relationship with your dog on the walk after this. If you have any sort of trouble with an overexcited dog, then I suggest you stay fixed to this show. So uh, let's have a look at the problem. Well, the ideal dog, I mean the walk, the ideal walk, it's all very pleasant, it's enjoyable. You say to your dog, we're going for a walk, and you pick up their lead and they kind of come and you're in control and they come to you and you can get them to wait and then you put the lead on, you walk through the door very nice and calmly. That's how we all want the walk to be. The reality for a lot of dog owners is it's quite a long way from that. It's, you know, it's all a bit crazy and dog jumping around and uh, knocking people over i've seen some absolutely extreme situations one is actually coming to mind right now i have to be honest with this dog i think they that's right they did apply this technique this dog was going absolutely loop the loop and i had to um well i'll talk about this case because i had to kind of apply this technique and say to them listen i cannot actually control this dog it's funny he's just sprung to mind because he's a great example where the dog was jumping up and smashing me he was a big sort of hunt away hound sort of dog and they got in a tricky situation this is a very good example because it's the classic scenario where they got themselves stuck because he was a high energy dog They hadn't walked him for a month or two because they just couldn't control him. He would pull them over. He was jumping all over the place, and it was a nightmare. And and so we had to apply this very technique. And it's these dogs that I'm talking about because there's a lot of dogs who get very excited. Uh, Most dogs do, but you can calm them down. Some dogs, though, you literally look at them and think, this dog is not going to calm down. There's no way this dog is going to calm down with the small chance of him going for a walk. And as soon as he sees his lead, on a scale of 1 to 10, the dog is at level 11. It's very unpleasant. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people could probably tell me a lot of stories that they've experienced. One lady I do remember, I went to work with her. She had um, two cups of coffee. (laughs) No, a cup of coffee, sorry. And she had two black Labrador dogs. And as she said, she was walking down the road and they started to pull her because the dogs were so out of control. And uh, she actually said she had to, she was a very well-to-do lady. She said she had to grab onto this lamppost, one arm holding one dog, one arm holding the other, Um, A cup of coffee in one hand, kind of hanging on with her legs twisted around this lamppost. Absolutely hilarious um, picture that she painted. And, you know, 
we've all got our stories, or a lot of us have got our stories, or seen things, you know, I've seen prams pulled over. It can be very serious when you've got an out-of-control dog. Now, what I want to talk about is the standard approach, very, very briefly. This is not the, um, you know, I've got the video website, theonlinedogtrainer.com. If you're really serious about sorting out your dog problems, go there, check it out. There's a lovely trial that you can check the site out um, before you decide to join up fully. And in there, there's videos of how to calm your dog down. There's videos of me working with dogs in a nutshell, in you know, 60 seconds or 30 seconds. What you're really trying to achieve is calm by generally you either wait for your dog to calm down at every stage or you actually postpone the walk for a couple of minutes. You put the lead down. So Let's go out back to basics. You pick the lead up. Dog gets really excited, goes up to a level five or six out of ten. Now, typically what people do is they put the lead on the dog. Well, that sends your dog up to a level seven or a level eight out of ten. In other words, your dog's getting worse. What I'm suggesting is you put the lead away again for a minute or just, put the, or just hold the lead calmly in your hand until your dog calms down to a level one or two. Then you put the lead on your dog. And... You know, the videos show you exactly how to do this at every single stage through the front door. Um, with dog walking, there's not one single trick which will calm your dog down. There are actually probably about a hundred little tips, tricks, techniques, and some of them will are like the magic little uh, key which un unlock your dog and they'll calm down. But that's the standard approach. You're waiting for your dog to calm down at every stage. And you basically, the rule is, you don't take your dog for a walk until they're absolutely calm at the front door and you don't set foot outside and you don't go through the gate and you don't, don't, don't go down the garden path until your dog is absolutely calm. Now, I would say that works... Well, from in my experience, if I was to work with maybe 20 dogs on a consultation who pull, out of those 20 dogs, I'd say this technique works with about 19 of them. So 19 out of 20 times that I work with a dog in a consult who's pulling, all I need to do is put in place this calm technique of waiting for them to calm down. And of course, I've already established myself as the pack leader. Basically, all that stuff that's inside my video website, theonlinedogtrainer.com. However, with one in 20 dogs, approximately, I have to go to another level. And these are the dogs who are, you know, screaming like a banshee even half an hour after we've put the lead away and we're waiting for them to calm down. Or as soon as you pick that lead up, they just go again and again up to a level 11 out of 10. So you have to go to this next level and try this slightly different technique. So here we go. It's a very special approach. And like I say, usually... We are not progressing until your dog is calm. Uh, say your dog on a scale of 1 to 10 is right down to level 1, 2 or 3. However, with these dogs that we've mentioned, they are at a level 10, level, level 11, and there is no way they're going to calm down. What you actually do is you, you take the top off their energy before you sort of go for a walk. Now, you might be thinking, well, how on earth do we take the top off their energy before we go for a walk? It's very simple. You get them in the car, you drive them to the park, and you let them go. Now, a couple of words of warning there. Um, first of all, you've got to be careful. Safety is paramount at this point for other people, for your dog, for yourself, you know, you want to be thinking about what boots you're wearing, what shoes you're wearing. I mean, I'm taking this seriously here because it can be very serious. If you've got a 40, 50 kilo dog who hasn't been running like some of these poor dogs, haven't been out of the house for a couple of weeks or months because people have got themselves in a real pickle and uh, they can't walk the dog. It's too dangerous. They're pulling them across the road. 
They've totally lost control. You really need to be thinking what boots you're wearing. You want strong shoes, strong boots. You might want somebody to come out with you the first time. You want to be thinking along the lines of a good solid, either a very thick solid um, collar around your dog or a harness. Because what you want to be doing is either taking your dog to a dog park, which is fully fenced so your dog can't escape, or at least make sure they're on a long line, and possibly even make sure there's no other dogs around or people or young children who could get caught up in that line. Because I've seen these dogs, you know, they head off at 30 kilometers an hour, and they keep going around and around and around. Um, and, And that's the energy that we need to get rid of before we start doing the training. It's a bit like if your child needs to do their maths homework and you need them to sit down for 45 minutes and they basically haven't been outside all day and they were inside all yesterday watching games and they've got all this energy and they actually need to just go for a big run or go and play sport or do something physical. So they're a little bit physically tired before you sit them down to do the homework. That's the sort of approach that we're taking here. We're saying let's drain some of that energy and and look, the way you drain that energy isn't that important, whether you you know hit a tennis ball for your dog, whether they're at the beach, the park, whether you put them in the car and drive them somewhere. You can cheat. It doesn't matter how you do it. It doesn't matter if they're a bit too excited when they get out of the car or get in the car. We're just trying to drain the energy. And again, if you're thinking, well, that's not the correct procedure, look – These are the exceptional dogs where you have to basically drain that energy and then we can put in all that, you know, dot the I's and cross the T's when we get home. And that's the approach that we're actually taking here. So let's just imagine that you've run your dog for half an hour, 45 minutes. It's the first time for a long time that they've been out and you've still got control of them and that you can still catch them. They're looking pretty tired. You bring them back. Um, to the car. And I keep talking about the car because very often, or in most people's situations, you actually don't live right next door to the park. So it's a, you know, if it's a 10 minute walk to the park, I would not suggest that you try and walk your dog there. Because then what's happening is you're almost, um, what's happening is all the things you don't want to have happen, such as your dog pulling you, are going to be happening all the way to the park. And all those bad, bad sort of um, habits are going to be becoming even more ingrained in your dog. That Your dog is going to be pulling you for 10 minutes to the park. They're going to run around and the chances are they're going to then pull you all the way back from the park back home. So you're actually better off putting your dog in a car, just getting them there and then let them have that run. Now, so we get home. Now, you, you can walk in the, in the house and just let your dog off. Or if you feel like your dog is actually calm enough, you may actually think, oh, I might try some of these little techniques that, you know, you may have learned at uh, Dog Obedience or from my video website about how to control your dog and calm them down and stop them from pulling on the lead. So that's all this stuff of turning, changing directions, all that sort of stuff. And again, if you, if you don't know what we're talking about there, that's where I suggest you really need to go inside the video website, theonlinedogtrainer.com and watch some of those um, how to walk your dog nicely on a lead videos. Because that's what we're then going to ap- apply. We're going to go back to now this standard um, approach to getting your dog to calm down before you walk. So picture it, your dog's exhausted. They come flopping in inside the house. They're flopping on the ground, absolutely exhausted. They lie down, and then maybe within five minutes or half an hour or something, you're going to go through the process of picking up the lead, calling your dog over, And this time, it's not going to be the same hyper dog because your dog who probably only goes for a walk uh, once a a day, if they're one of these hyper dogs, chances are they're not getting two walks a day. But they're going to be a bit kind of 
shocked and unsure what's happening because they've just gone for a walk. You pick up the lead, you call them over. They're going to be a different dog. They're going to be going, what's happening? Why are you calling me over? Plus, they're going to be absolutely exhausted. So you call the dog over and it's going to be much easier to get this dog to calm down to a level one or two out of ten before you put the lead on. In fact, a lot of these dogs, you'll put the lead on and they'll look at you and go, what? What on earth are we doing? We've been for a walk already. So you're able to start walking around the house, around the garden, in and out the front door, calming your dog down. And your dog is going to go, well, what are we doing? What are we doing? And they'll just be following you very calmly. Now, the beauty of what you're doing is you are actually starting to put in place new patterns. You know, the neural network of your dog, which has only had all these old patterns of this is how I behave when we go for a walk, which is absolutely crazy, jumping up, barking, grabbing the lead in my teeth, pulling on the lead, barging through the door first. All those old patterns are going to disappear and you're going to start replacing them with these new patterns. And that's what, you know, nine-tenths of this is actually about breaking those old habits. It's so hard to do if you've got a hyper dog. You almost can't do it. But if you put this stuff that I'm just talking about in place, you'll find it's absolutely a piece of cake to put some new habits in place. And you might find that you just walk out to the driveway. You might just walk down the garden path a little bit. You get your dog walking around quite calmly and nicely on the lead. And that's the new habit you're trying to form. The new habit is really all about when you pick up the lead, put the dog on the lead, walk him around the house, walk him. Sorry, that's my dog shaking in the background. You walk him through the front door out down the driveway and if they're calm that's the new habit that you're trying to get um, ingrained in your dog's brain you then bring them back in the house take the lead off and you just leave that habit that pattern to sort of settle and your dog kind of rests and relaxes for the rest of the day or maybe just an hour and then you do it again and the dog goes oh yeah well we just did this before and they do it again and that's how easy it is to sometimes change one of those very old ingrained habits in your dog your dog's done it twice. You could do it a third time that day, a fourth time. Now, for sure, next day or that evening, you may find when you pick up the lead in the evening to take your dog for a walk, they get a bit hyper. You just have to keep chipping it away at it. It's a basic, it's a case of the more you can calm your dog down, the more you're able to put this new pattern in place, the more you put that new pattern in place, the easier it is for your dog to kind of lock into it the next time you go for a walk. Now, going back to the very beginning of this audio where I talked about that really excited, crazy dog, Hunterway Cross dog who was jumping up, the sort of hound dog jumping up at me and going absolutely nuts on the walk. Um, we took that dog for a walk on the beach with a very long line attached to him. And uh, he was pretty excited at the beach. I mean, he's one of those dogs who was very reactive, hadn't been out much, very scared, very nervous, kind of being, you know, kind of aggressive. You know, it's what people would say was aggressive, but he's just fearful of all the dogs. So he was barking and pulling and lunging and didn't know what to do and how to behave and running around all crazy and excited. Anyway, we gave him that half hour run. And I said to the lady, put everything in place that I've shown you. Take him for these runs like this. And also, when you go back home, put in place this very calm, getting him to calm down before the walk. Put that in place. And I, I have to be honest, he was one of those dogs where I didn't really believe. I knew the method worked, but I didn't believe the lady would be able to achieve it because I don't know why I doubted. But it was the dog was just so full on, and we didn't really see any changes when I was there. So I left thinking... God bless you and all the best, and I hope it works. I know the method works, but oh, is this really going to work? I spoke to her two weeks later, and she said, oh, yeah, he's great. He's calm before we take him outside. He's sitting by the front door. 
And uh, I know part of that was to do with this method that we applied. It's, it's this two, it's almost this opposite method. It's the one, one part of this method is about not progressing until your dog is calm. The other part of it is if you have a really, really hyper dog, you do actually have to take them to the park, run some of that energy off them, drain some of that excessive energy, and then come back and maybe a little bit later or straight away, then try to really calm them down and, and remind them how the walk is meant to be as you start and leave the house. So there you have it, a very powerful little technique, which is kind of contrary to a lot of dog training. It's kind of contrary to what I generally suggest you do, which is calming your dog right down before you leave the house. And and that's what my video website, theonlinedogtrainer.com, is all about. It's, it's saying, look, this is the standard way of doing it. This will work with 99% of dogs. However, if you have an exceptionally excited dog or an exceptionally aggressive dog or exceptionally tricky dog, there are some other tools, techniques, and tricks that you can apply and try. And, and that's what the site is all about. It's all about me sharing all of the knowledge that I've got that I've picked up from books, videos, courses, DVDs, other trainers, years and years of experience of working with thousands and thousands of dogs. We've caught it on camera, we've caught it on video, and you can sit and watch it. And, um, you know, what people pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for, for just a couple of hours of my time, there's, I think there's over 40 hours of video footage inside the um, the website now, including tons on getting your dog to walk really nicely on the leash. So check it out, everything from puppy training to dog aggression, dogs pulling on the lead, have a look. Okay, so that's it, folks. That wraps it up. Thanks ever so much for listening to this audio. Hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed putting it together. Next time you take your dog for a walk, if they're jumping up and down and going to pull you through that front door, rather than just carrying on and reinforcing all those bad behaviors, consider taking the top off their energy at the park and then coming back and doing some real quality training where you can actually um, reprogram your dog and get some new habits established. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you, take care, and as always, love your dog. You've been listening to another episode of the Doggy Dan Podcast Show, bringing you one step closer to creating harmony with your dog.